Welcome to Everyday Superhero, where each week we share how everyone can be a superhero, one world changer, one loving and positive thought at a time. I'm your host, Vanessa Canavero, and I'm ready to dive into this week's podcast adventure. So buckle up and get ready to dream big always in all ways. For show notes and to find out a bit more about me and my coaching practice, my speaking engagements and all that fun stuff, head on over to thedreambiglife.com. See you there. Hello, Everyday Superheroes. I am thrilled to be back today with my guest, Jocelyn Bellows. Now, Jocelyn is a breakup to wake up coach, and she is from Colorado. So Jocelyn, welcome to the gang. Tessa, thank you so, so much for having me. I really appreciate being having the time with you today. I'm really excited about what about our conversation. Well, this is cool because I, I really want to find out what a breakup to wake up coach is, first of all, because Absolutely. it seems like it's a specific, it's a specific coach. It, it is, um, but oftentimes it, it gets, it does get misconstrued. So break up to wake up coach, when I really am very sincere what that means, it's actually breaking up with the bad habits and the stories and the misgivings that you have about yourself, the things that keep you limited and small, breaking up from those concepts to waking up to the beautiful, loving human being that you're always meant to be the one that's always been there but the one that's been layered on over time from the community that you've been grown up in and the stories that you've told yourself about not being good enough or not being worthy or not or being a victim of circumstance all that garbage like getting rid of that to and resetting so that you get to live into this powerful life and loving joyful life that you get to live See, I love that because I mean, I think we don't realize a lot of the time that we've carried all of this luggage with us from childhood on. And even if it's lurking in the background, we don't realize it's there. And then all of a sudden it pops up. Oh, absolutely. And it affects relationships. It affects jobs. It affects like, so it affects raising your kids. So many different aspects in life. Yes. Right. And it is, it's you, when you show up, you, so we think that we can show up differently in different parts of our lives. Like we can put a mask on for work and we could have put a mask on for how we show up in our relationship. We can put a mask on how we show up in our family. And those are all masks. Those are all different aspects of you. But the reality is when you take all of that off, you are you in every aspect of that, the way you live your life. If you really truly live into the authentic, real, pure version, I shouldn't even say version, it's not even that, pureness of who you are and your essence, when you show up that way, you show up that way in every single aspect and everything you do. And then your life starts to harmonize because you're no longer wearing your suit of armor of protection. You're no longer wearing, you're, you're being vulnerable about being who you are and your heart is open. And that's, and I say this like so facetiously and like this broad spectrum, um, a broad stroke. Here's the reality, though: it's, it doesn't happen in one go. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen overnight. This is change, and it takes time, and it takes energy, and it takes dedication to your being. So a lot of it's building, rebuilding habits again. Then I'm guessing, right? It is. Yeah. So I mean, it totally makes sense. Like you're saying, you're letting down the armor, right? So what are you replacing it with? You're replacing it with nourishing uh, thoughts, with nourishing food, with nourishing. Uh, presence of being, uh, that's what you're doing. 
and that's what we're doing. So it's it's it the my practice itself is based in NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming. Are, are you familiar with the term? Absolutely. Yeah. Um near I've got my so, certification in neuro linguistics. Oh, yes, 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 as do I. And so really it's it's really going it rather than you know treating the symptoms of your being we're going to the root causes of what made you believe what the story is that you told yourself and there's there's going to be multiple roots especially especially you know the, the like later in life that you do this like my my journey really began at age 40 um nearly 41 was really was really when i was in getting myself dug into affecting real change in my life is when i worked with my first coach um, and so it's only been two years mm -hmm. and, you know, I was very, very, very strongly practicing for about six months and that carried into a good year and a year and a half of me just being in this really fantastic place of joy and of peace and beauty and just being good fully with me. However, I also started to neglect some of my own ways of being, of my, the things that I had program myself to say okay, this, this is this is me now um I fell back into some little patterns and I yeah. fell back into them rapidly I had more awareness about them and I was much stronger in how I was going to you know how I was working into them but I did get away from some of my core essences and this lovely thing called the ego loves that because it digs right in and says, oh yeah, you're right. You always have been the victim, so you're gonna be the victim again. And I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna keep you small, I'm gonna keep you this way. And so it, 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 it's a practice. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's a daily, sometimes it's daily, sometimes it's hourly, sometimes if you're, you're riding this way for a really good while, maybe it's you only check, do a check-in every couple of weeks um, to each their own. Like when I got to a place where I was really strong, I was like, okay, I can ride this way. And I was, I didn't work with a coach for about six months because I just knew how strong I was and I knew how formidable I'd become. And then I allowed energies to, to be inter inter introduced into my world that didn't always, didn't fully align. And I knew it, <clears throat> but then I started making decisions that fell into my old way to be. Yeah, it's your comfort. You go back to that original comfort zone, right? Because you're safe there. You feel safe. Doesn't matter how yucky or literally uncomfortable it is. Yes. That that's what a comfort comfort zone does, right? Oh, this is safe here. I don't want to step outside of there. So that's yes. exactly what happened. Okay. So you said in 2017 you left an abusive marriage. Yes. And you were on this journey of self-discovery to find out what makes you tick. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. What makes you tick? What was the kind of realization that you came to or I guess you're yeah. Well, it began, I sort of nodded to this. I, it began with, well, so first of all, I made this decision to leave because I'd had enough of feeling sorry for myself. I'd had enough of, honestly, I had enough crying. I had enough tears of every weekend spent with my former husband. I was always in tears. I never felt understood. I never felt and every time I stood up for myself, it was this compression of, well, no, you still, you, you still can't be this person. And I was like, well, that's not going to work for me. And I, you know, and I, I want to be very clear, like I, I requested several times to get seek outside help and to have an intervention. So I didn't just walk away without wanting to make real lasting improvement within the 
construct of our relationship. And I had done work on myself, right? I'd been in, in therapy and um, I continue to like identify things, but you know, I can only do me. Um, so the first time I made that decision that I knew I had to, that for me, the best thing for me to do was to walk away. I then started, the first thing I started to do was something called nutritional cleanse. I cleansed out my body and what I was putting in my body because I decided I was going to detoxify my life. I was going to detoxify my relationship, detoxify my physical being. And then I actually started detoxifying around my friends and the circle of people that I had as influencers around me. The people that didn't make me feel good anymore, I didn't want them around any longer. So I, that was where I started. As my journey sort of continued and I started working with my very first coach, whose who's work was also based in NLP, and uh, he's also a trained psychotherapist. Um, we did some work around energy healing, energy body healing. Um, we go to yoga. And oh my gosh, the, the, the amount of shifts that I saw in my life in three months was phenomenal. And within the first three months, I could actually look at my former husband with love. Oh, wow. And this is somebody who, you know, I didn't, I couldn't. I mean, I think honestly, the way that I, I filed for divorce and left was pretty, most people would say pretty heinous. Cause I did it very quietly and I like left the house for five days and I, he didn't know it was coming. He probably knew, but he didn't actually know it was coming because we didn't talk about it. And I did it because I was so angry and I was vengeful. It was, it was really ugly and I, and I didn't care cause I wanted to hurt him. And that's what I wanted to do. That was, that was my, my root cause. Four months later, Four months had gone by. It was three months of me working with my coach, and it had been a month after I, I worked. I didn't sign on with him till like a month after I, I'd filed. Um, I could really look at this man who didn't look the same to me, and I just could beam out this like my Care Bear stare. Like nothing he could say or do could hurt me any longer because I knew who I was. I knew who I was becoming, um, and that was such a transformational piece for me. And, and it still waxes and wanes. I mean, there are still triggers that he'll bring up things that will sound attacking. Yet now I have the tools to know that his is just coming from a place of hurt. So I'm not going to worry about the words. I'm going to go to the root of what he is going through and why is he saying and asking questions rather than reacting, but asking questions so he feels heard. And then we can actually work through it much better. Um, Still don't answer your question though. So the media of self-discovery was really getting to the root causes of why I had attracted in this type of relationship. Now, how did I attract in someone who was a, who was a narcissist, who wanted to control everything? How did I attract that? What was I, what was I putting energy that I was putting into the world that said that this was okay? Because it wasn't. Um, so I didn't understand that. I understand the roots of my own unworthiness. Um, I had to understand how I defined who I was going to be in the construct of a romantic relationship because that was, that was all bringing it in. But once I started to understand some of those pieces, the next phase was what are the things I've always loved to do? Um, where was I happiest? 
where was I shining the greatest? Work had always been a place where it was comfortable for me because I always used to shine and in almost every work environment I had ever been in, I was granted a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. I never have had a job where I've just been at a desk and had like this micromanagement piece around me. I've always been in places where like, here's your work, you go do. And it, and it was never like, that was never the onset of how the jobs always came to be. That's because I, I think I just showed up and I would just output all of the stuff and it was just, no one had to give me guidance on how to do it. I just did it. And then it was done faster than expected and oftentimes delivered better than expected. So I got this freedom very quickly in a lot of ways in my work setting. So that work was always a really um, positive place for me. However, here I am in this healing environment and, and work isn't really happening. Like I'm not really working. I didn't have a job. And I had people living in my home because I was had my house on Airbnb to help support me. Um, what I did discover, though, is that I've always loved meeting new people, always. And I've always thought people, everyone, and everyone has a story to tell, and everyone has has had a journey of their own. As I started to put those pieces together, I was like, oh. I like talking to people. I like meeting people all the time. I like connecting people. What do are, what are those old things mean? And then I birthed my first podcast. Nice. Like less than a year later. And I was like, I didn't even know what a podcast was before. I had listened to three shows before I actually recorded my first show. I didn't even know what a podcast was a month prior to or three weeks prior to even hitting record. Um, I went back to soccer. I played soccer as a kid. And Gosh, at, if you had asked me at 28, which was the last time I played, that I'd be playing in my 40s, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> laughed out loud. Yeah, at 40, I stepped back on the field. And here I am, 43, and I love it. I love it. Um, I discovered how much I actually enjoy my alone time, which I just thought I, I thought I was an extrovert. Turns out I'm an introvert, big time. And that's how I re-energize. And I can tolerate, I can be in crowds for a period of time, but I've also now realized what I need to do to conserve me and show up the best for me. Um, I started to discover my love for hiking. And now I go out most weekends that are my, my weekends that I don't have my child. I'll spend four to six to eight hours on a trail by myself. That's Those awesome. are the things I discovered. But they discovered this was not a, you know, what I've just sort of shared. That was a, over a good course of a six to seven months. So what you did, that. first of all, okay, so I think there's five, I think five steps you've listed, kind of listed off and correct mm-hmm. me if I'm missing something, but you did a full life cleanse, essentially, right? Your body, your mind, um, your friend group, you did a full, a full cleanse. You looked for things that you really would shine at, like your job, right? That independence, the doing the stuff you love that way. Um, of course, you you found out what you loved to do and you started doing that, which is awesome. I think we forget about that, right? Because as a mother, I know you you do things that you feel like, oh, I'm selfish because I'm doing this because I love to do it. I should be doing this instead, right? So I mean, that in itself is a massive step. You got back into physical activity. 
So with the soccer and with the hiking, which you said you love as well. And then you spent time by yourself. Yeah. And again, that's something I think so many people miss is that cherished time alone. Cause that can, it, that can reveal so much about a personality, right? Just yeah. being comfortable with yourself, but being with yourself. Yes. That is awesome. Uh, I want to, I want to touch, I want to go back on to two, two of those. For sure. Um, one is about the spending time in activities that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, about that being part of your self-care. Um, and I, you, you, I'm glad you brought illuminated the piece about motherhood because more, I do work with more women than I do men around this, this topic, especially moms. Mm-hmm. More so than I mean, women in general, but more so with moms. We become mothers and we've been told, we've been conditioned by generations that we're now meant to be the caretaker of our child, children, family, husband, or spouse, if you're in, you know, in a same-sex marriage. But you're now the caretaker of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And where, yes, I believe in that tenet, it's what we forget and what we fail on is that we tend to pour all of our stuff, ourselves into everybody else. Mm-hmm. We pour our cups till they're totally empty until we have nothing left and we're collapsing at the end of the night and saying, gosh, I'm so exhausted. Well, you're so exhausted because you haven't taken any time to take care of you. And the, the men and women, I'm going to really clear that up, the women they get this, they get this, and they you can be married and a happy marriage and have children and have a booming career. But the women that really get it are the ones that make sure that they take time for themselves mm-hmm. in whatever way that means. If it means that they're an athlete and they go ride their bike for two hours once a week, great. If it means that they have a weekend spa retreat and that's what makes them feel good, Great. If it means that they have to go get their nails done every week, whatever it is, they're taking time to take care of themselves because you've got to have a full cup for you before you start to fill anyone else's. That's exactly true. And that's something that takes sometimes women a long time to realize, like a long mm-hmm. time to realize that you need to have something for you. Mm-hmm. I guess men as well though, right? I mean, because I know a lot of very fabulous guys who just give and give and give and give. And on weekends, they give and give and give and give, you know, doing other things and they don't take time for themselves either. So I think it's a great lesson for everybody is to take that time for you because you forget how precious you are. Yes. I think that's a big, that's a big thing. Okay. So in our previous conversation, because we talked before this, mm-hmm. uh, you, you said you love talking about defining your values and how you live into them. What does that mean? So that's, that's a big one. So values, I, I believe that values are the roadmap to how you live your life. Um, they're the boundaries that empower us to make decisions that we believe in. And so actually, I, I have some workshops coming up. They're, the dates have not yet been, have not been um, publicly shared, but we are, but keep an eye on for July, which I'll circle back on um, at the end of this conversation. But values are basically your foundation for how you live your life. Um, An example of this 
and we actually want to go for again get to an example so some of the things that i do this is an exercise i do with my clients it's an exercise i did for myself um, is when you're defining your values they may not come up right away maybe something like oh i've never really spent any time thinking about who i am or what i want to be or how i how i want to show up in the world um, so one of the first things I actually do is do a reflection, external reflection. So even though the work is, this work is gonna come internal in a moment. Um, I ask them to identify five people in their world that they admire or cherish or want to be like. And it could be people that they know, like your parent, your mother, or a coach that you worked with, or a teacher that was just so inspiring to you. Or it could be an idol, like, it could be an Oprah Winfrey. In fact, she is one of mine. Gabrielle Bernstein is another one, and Jensen Chero is another. Those three women, how? These are women that I want to embody. I want to show up like they do. So part one is, number one is identifying these people. Part two is then why do I want to be like these people? What is it about this person that I want to embody for my own being? So one of them was actually my first coach who I adore to pieces and I will do anything for him. And I think everyone should work with a coach, number one, but I want everyone to work with him because he's amazing. <laughs> but for me, the reason I admire him so much is he has got such great strength mm -hmm. in being. He has a very quiet level of confidence. He isn't allowed to prove himself to anyone. He just shows up in his being. These are the things I love about him. And I, and I say that I do, and, and he just showed, that's the way he shows up. He shows up vulnerable, even as my coach, right? And I'm, I'm the one that's like falling to pieces and putting, being put back together. He became so vulnerable in our sessions that I could really feel connected. And he was still able to keep a boundary. That, that vulnerability was a, the next step I ask is that when you write these things down, circle the words that mean the most to you and why they're important, because they're important to you for a reason. So vulnerability showed up as one of mine from his, and that was, that was one that has become one of my values. So from there, I, once we circle those words, we write those down, and then maybe we write down five more. So there might be a realistic 10, top 10, what are things that you want to be? Do you want to be authentic? Do you want to be honest? Do you want to be driven? Do you want to be passionate? What are these things? You write down this top 10 list. Sometimes it goes 15, but then we rank order them. What are your top five? And those are the ones that really are your guiding principles of how you decide you want to live your life. Once we take those top five, and then ask the people to define them, what it means to them. not what the textbook definition is not what Miriam Webster says it's going to be because that's all external mm -hmm. what does it mean to you how do you want to show up what that starts to do so when you take that external piece of what do you see in others now you're internalizing and say okay how can I be that person because if you admire them you probably want to be a little bit like them but here's the thing Here's the, here's the trick about it. You can be. There's no one who's telling you you can't. The only person that's telling you you can't is you. People can tell you whatever they want, but the, really the only limiting factor is your own belief in yourself. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I like that. The, the values, first of all, like just talking about them because I mean, that the activity that you have your mm -hmm. clients do, I think it's going to have so much power because values, you know, a lot of them that we were just raised with them. They're our parents' values, our community values, our friends' values, right? Something we learned in school, not necessarily our values, but taking wow. a look, like going through people that we admire, yes. like that's power in itself. Can, so what are, what are their values? What do I love about them? What, what makes me, you know, feel like, oh my gosh, this is something that's so powerful that they own themselves. Mm -hmm. It's redefining your values, but they're yes. yours, right? That's yes. power in that, right? That's a great yeah. activity. That's a really Thank good you. activity. There's a, and then there's another layer of this too that I, I love and I, I'll share it too, is that um, part, another part of this equation is I ask clients to interview people in their life, like real people that they, that they actually know. So now you know, you've gone ahead and we've identified people, maybe they those five, those first five people were people they knew, but let's just say they were like, you know, you don't hang out with Jen Sincero every day. I don't. I'd love to. <laughs> Not yet. You don't. <laughs> but, you know, then you interview people that are really, that are part of your inner circle, that you feel that know you. And you ask, and then if a set series of questions that I have them ask of how they show up in their friends' worlds. Like, you know, what is it? You know, what are you, what are you personifying? Are you showing up as a strong, bold, independent, kind-hearted person are you showing up as a leader are you showing up as um someone who's fearful all the time whatever this are so if, like for me and this is an exercise i did for myself was every single one of them came back to me and said gosh Justin, you're so bold and you have such such courage you just jump into stuff okay yeah i did and i started a podcast i didn't even know what a podcast was and i was like i want to have a podcast let's do it um that's a bold action for some people. Mm -hmm. For me, feel bold. It just felt natural. Here's the catch. Every single one of them said to me, you have all this courage and you don't believe in yourself. And I see you're holding yourself back. And I'm trying to, I'm fighting tears a little bit right now. It'd be a humbling moment. Yeah, that'd be a humbling moment going, oh my gosh, having somebody actually see that realization for you though, right? And I I knew it, but I thought I was I thought I was guising it really well. Mm -hmm. I thought I was masking it so well that people under people don't see that. And they saw it. What a self-realization. So that now that's an area we get to work on. Like that's a celebration. Mm -hmm to work that you get to now see that and get down to the depth of where that root came from. Why do I not believe in myself? Because I, I show up this bold being and I have some amazing ideas and I, I've moved, made movements, I've created movements, but why am I not believing in myself? What's the story there? Because that's the limiting factor. That's the piece that we dig into, get to a root of, pull it out of our heads like literally pull it out of our heads and now we get to insert a new story so then the part the next round of this is as i do a session around that specifically whatever that one particular piece is as my client is talking is i write down keywords and phrases that they're saying about themselves i'm not putting i'm not putting their words in their mouth they're saying them we write these words down 
And at the end of the session, we do a journal entry together. I reflect back to them the words that they, the positive and beautiful words they've said about themselves. And then they free flow from there, their own journaling exercise. Because that's now, you're now inserting a new, a new piece inside of you. I am a beautiful goddess. I am deserving and deserving of love. I am able to make this happen. I am strong. I am confident. I believe that I can create a movement. I believe that I'm a loving being and I can love regardless of what anyone else has done for, to me. Because they've done it to me, but I, I could choose mm-hmm. to not embody that. I can choose to embody this beautiful, soft, energetic goddess that I am. And when you start to do that, that's part of the NLP work, right? Because now you're reprogramming in a positive way. And and all I'm doing is I'm a guide. I don't have your answers. I'm going to tell you flat out, I don't have your answers. You have them. I have my answers. They're locked away in my subconscious. And the more, more conscientious I become, easier it is for me to dip into my own intuition and hear myself. That's where the quiet comes in. When we talk about spending time with our own being, that's where the quiet comes in. When you take the time to be quiet, you get to listen to your heart. Like this starts this. Sorry, I keep forgetting that we're, you can see me. but this <laughs> I can see what you're doing. Audio. <laughs> this, but I say this, I'm pointing to my head. <laughs> I'm going to say all of this is my heart. It's your heart. Your head, when you allow yourself your head to go quiet, and you drop into your being, into your heart, and you get really quiet, that, that's when you start, that's when the clarity comes through. But the only way that you get that is by being still. And staying still. Like you, you can't always get it when you're constantly in motion, constantly going A, B, C, D. So, you know, to each their own and how they find it. Mine has come through my hiking. Um, mine has come sometimes through bike riding because I'm focused on the event and the path in front of me. So I'm not in my head any longer. And then all of a sudden, like, I'll be riding. I'm like, oh, this, this like, idea came to me. And I'm like, it's like a fire. I can't wait to get this thing started. And that's actually my show began um, over a six-hour drive into the mountains. Yeah, the moment of clarity where you're like, oh, this is what I need to be doing, right? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to your podcast. But, um, you know, you're talking about the affirmations. And that's what I really love about positive affirmations, the me affirmations, right? The I am, is that it gives you permission. Right. You're allowing yourself to have permission to say, I love me. Right. I am a goddess. I am beautiful. I deserve the riches and the fruits of all the amazingness that's out there in the world. And with that comes the reprogramming of making up or giving yourself, letting yourself have a new story. Mm-hmm. Because it's true at any moment you can hit reset and rewrite your story. Yes. Your future is not written yet. No, it right? is not. And that's where it is so powerful, having those affirmations and such. Okay, so your podcast, it's called Leap. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that podcast. Sure. So I started it, started recording in September of 2019, 2018, sorry, 2018. Wow. Wait, 
2018. I had to think about that one. Wow. <laughs> it was a year. Honestly, it was almost a year to the day of my deciding I was going to leave my marriage. So yeah, it was a year later. Oh, wow. I first started recording, although I didn't actually launch it until June, January of the following year because I wanted to have a, a series of um, shows already sort of in the bank before I went live just because of my personal schedule and I wanted to have a routine release. Ha anyway, the show is about talking, I talk with entrepreneurs, specifically coaches, like life coaches, really most likely life coaches and nutrition coaches, um, love coaches, around what inspired them to take a leap of faith in starting their own business. And not just coaches, but also healers. So I talk to Reiki um, healers, I talk to hypnotherapists and, and people in that are in, and intuitives as well. Um, because I believe that they're doing such magical work in the world. Um, these are, these are my people. This is my tribe mm -hmm. and, it, and it makes me happy. Um, but I, as I mentioned earlier, like when I had, when I was doing the Airbnb, I was also driving for Uber for a short period of time. And same thing. I kept interviewing people, mm -hmm. I was interviewing people before I had a show to interview them on. Um, the other thing I've always been an interviewer, and I never realized it. And here is now I have this platform where people get to share their journeys. And 99% and of the time, it's not so much about overcoming like the difficulty you know, the challenges of starting a business. It's not that. It's actually about discovering your purpose. And they start oftentimes of their own spiritual journey to themselves. And it's in, in every single case, the conversation and what they're doing, what they're putting into the world is because it's their own, it's been their own hardship, their own hardship, their own journey, just like mine. You know, mine has always, mine was about how do I love myself? How can I truly love myself? And take, and, and I still struggle with this. This isn't like, you know, this great, and I have all the, I said that to you before, I don't have all the answers. Even I have all the answers within myself and I'll discover when the divine time, when the timing is right for me. I just know that there are women out there that are hurting, that are staying in these situations that don't, that don't work for them, but they're so afraid. They're so afraid to take that step forward and to step into their own fears. And their fears are all in their mind because we make them clean up. Pretty garbagey. <laughs> it's garbagey. <laughs> that's a word. I'm using it in Scrabble. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I do it. Because it, it, it hits me so hard at home. It hits me in my heart. Mm -hmm. And whenever I have someone reach, me reaching out or a friend or a friend is relaying a story about how, you know, and more often it's, it is women. It's not all, you know. There are, I have worked with men, but majority is women. Um, when I hear what they're going through and the traumas they're going through and how strong they are, yet they stay in this small space, it just it rocks me to the core. It just, it, it, um, I want to shape them, but I see myself in them. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lesson for me just as much as for them. I got away from the show, but the show, the show yeah. is really, <laughs> but the show is about everyone's personal journey 
into discovering their true beauty, their true power, and the gifts that they were meant to, to deliver into the world to be the light for others, to be that lighthouse and hold that stability and strength. That's awesome. And definitely that's what the world could use more of. And we're seeing that in so many ways with different people coming up and using those special powers they have mm -hmm. in order to make a difference. Like you're, you, you've taken your life from a situation that was not that great. You said that you were married to a narcissist and you're using what you learned and you're healing to get through it and move forward yes. to helping somebody else go through the, you know, to maybe start a different journey of their own but a positive journey, right? Where they can reflect back on what's happened, but see how much farther they can go. Yes. And the rainbow on the other side. I think that that's a big thing, right? And you're giving that to somebody by sharing your life and your story and understanding yeah. theirs. Yes. Are, just, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I love that there's so many people that are stepping up now and there are so many different kinds of coaches out there, yes. right? But there's so many stepping up now that are wanting to make that difference. Yeah. And well, and I think it's just because we've all, we, you know, none of, we're, none of us are unique in that we haven't had traumas in our lives. We all right. have had trauma in our life, all of us. And it's a choice that we get to make of how we want to process that and be aware of it. I mean, there, there are people out there that may never do it. They'll live in a, they'll live their whole life in a way of, numbing of pushing aside or just not wanting to deal with it so they just keep finding other distractions or other ways to sort of live in this cycle of process rather than actually standing up and taking a rather than action yeah taking that action that's something wow yeah that's awesome like that is just, and I love that. I love that. I love what you do. And I love that your mission is essentially to help people heal, mm -hmm. right? By showing your own vulnerability. Yes. And that there's safety in that. I'm sure for somebody who's, who's looking for you to coach them, there, there's safety and security to know that Jocelyn's going to understand that she's been there. Cause I've been there. Cause you've been there. And that's, that's a key difference. I mean, I, I will tell you, I've actually had people on my show that, or I've had them, pre-interview and they haven't walked that path yet they're this you know they're doing this thing but they haven't walked that path and i i don't have them on i don't because well, it's, you want authentic you want you want authentic if you haven't been in the trenches how can you understand in the trenches right exactly exactly that, that is true i mean it's wonderful that you have skill sets that's great we can we all get to like that's a that's wonderful that you get to learn those things and share those. And maybe those are your gifts. I, I really prefer to have someone who's walked in that fire, walked in the, like been in those trenches, been in those dark places and got themselves out. Yeah. Cause this is a solo journey and no, none of us are islands, right? The, the work is, the work is internal yet you can choose who you're going to utilize and who you're going to draw into your world who are going to support you on that journey you know it's it's keep choosing you and i had this conversation on another show not too long ago um I, you know it was around external relationships because a lot of times when people hear break up to wake up they're like oh that means my relationship has to end well not necessarily um that's not it's not an external but it's the relationship with yourself that has to 
change. Um, what can occur outside of that is your relationships may break away. They may fall away, fall away. Your friendships may fall away. Jobs may fall away. But those things that are falling away are creating space for the things that are going to serve your highest and best good. Always. Always, always, always. And this is, this is where it gets a little woo-woo. When you get to a place where you say, you actually have to release control and trust. And trust that something bigger is at play. And I... And I'm not sitting here stop telling you to believe in God or whatever. That is the belief system I have. I believe that the universe or source energy, we're co-creating the best piece for our being. So when people do fall away, there's a reason. There's a reason that jobs end, that relationships end, that you move. Those are all, they're all building you to be the person you're always meant to be. You know, if you, I mean, I'm sure you've had that experience, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. like, and uh, one thing I, I love what you said is relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't, a lot of people, I don't think realize you have a relationship with yourself. You're not just yourself. You have a relationship with yourself. You have, you have those conversations that are happening all the time. It's not somebody on the outside talking. It's you. Yes. And understanding that relationship. And sometimes you almost even have to break up with yourself or your old self, I guess. That's exactly it. I did. I did. I'm, I'm, this is why my, and when someone, someone else gave me this title. Um, I, was, I was in a coaching group in January and last January. And I kept sharing my story and this is the thing and this is the thing, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. And he's like, that's what you do. And I was like, damn, I don't want that title. <laughs> I, didn't. I didn't. I was very resistant towards it because it felt really, there was a lot of sadness around it for me. And then I started to, then I really had to change my relationship with it because it is what it is. It is. And, and it, I, I was resistant for a very long time, but I, the reality is I did. I had to break up. One of the biggest things I had to break up with was my own victimhood. Um, as part of my journey, and this is where I sort of realized that coaching was something I had, that was my calling um, and speaking about it very openly was when I started working with my, before I started working with my coach, before I moved to Colorado, I, you know, I was on Facebook for I don't know how many years, but I was like a warrior. I was watching people live their lives. I wasn't participating. I wasn't sharing pictures of my life, aside from maybe when my son was born. Um, I really didn't share much. Um, and I look back, and the reason I didn't share much is because I had a, I carried a lot of shame around the life I was living. And I thought, oh, oh these people are living these magical lives, and they're so happy, and they're so wonderful, blah, blah, blah. Now, okay, we also know Facebook is sometimes a highlight reel of life. We realize, like, you have to take that to account. Yeah. However, people were still having these experiences, and I didn't feel like I was having any of those. Those were didn't identify for me at all, and that was a big that was a big thing for me. And then, so when I started working with my first coach, I decided that vulnerability was going to be one of my values. That I had to strip away, and this because I had worn 
heavy armor, not masks. I had full on heavy armor because I was in self-preservation because of the experience I'd had within my marriage. And it wasn't like, it just was heavy weight that I was carrying. So I had to melt that away. And the vulnerability was the thing that had to, that was going to carry me through. In fact, vulnerability, I think is really what your strength really is. It's not the armor. It's not the, it's not the separation of people. It's actually being okay with being you and, and, and being, and then, and then also being, um, Oh my gosh, the word I'm saying disconnected, but that's not the word. But um, having no expectation outside of it, just being who you are. So I started to share very publicly everything I was going through with through this process of the separation, through the divorce, through the work that I was doing with my coach, and posting about it pretty regularly, and posting about it very, very authentically. I mean, there were pictures of me on Facebook in tears. Who does that? Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a highlight reel of life, right? Yeah. For me though, I had to. Because if I if I'm gonna really, really do this, I gotta be real about it. And then I didn't and then the other part of that is I didn't pay attention to the comments or the likes or any of it. It didn't matter. It didn't matter to me. It wasn't about me getting it was never about me having the attention or feel sorry for me because that was my old me that was victim, Jocelyn. That's not who I am anymore. I'm not a victim. The only person that victimized myself victimized myself was me. That still does it, by the way. I still have lessons. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it facetiously because it wasn't so awesome this weekend. But it, it is. I mean, they are my lessons. I get it. Thank you. Well, life is um, a journey. It's a constant journey, right? And there is no perfection to it. You're always going down the road. There's always going to be bumps and lumps. That's just the way it is. And it's a journey. (laughs) But as I, as I started to share more about what's happening, the traction I started to see was extraordinary. I mean, and again, I wasn't really paying a lot of attention to it. I was just kind of putting it out there like vomiting. They call that. I was vomiting all over Facebook. (laughs) And then I'm getting private messages. People wanting to talk to me because they were like, wow, you're doing something. I want some of that. I want what you have. All of a sudden, I'm the White House. All of a sudden, I'm the one that's leading the charge. Okay. <laughs> um, and that and that was the piece that really, now that started to feel really good. I mean, I was already feeling good for me. But when you start to attach yourself to something bigger than you, and you see that fulfillment, ten. Is that a, that's even more powerful because it's not about you. It's not about this other person. It's about imp- people improving their own lives for their well-being. Yeah, that was huge. That to me, that was a transformation. And it was never my it was never my thing. And truly, it's still it's if if someone walks away feeling better about themselves, then I've done my then I've done my job. It's not my work to do. It's yours. I'm here to hold you accountable to you. I'm here to be a mirror to you. I'm here to hold your hand. I'm here to say, hey, let's try this exercise out and see what happens. Try it on. You might like it. You might like yourself a little more today. You might love it. You might get addicted. It might be wonderful. And now you're 
That's awesome. Now you're free. That's awesome. And that's, that's the, the job of a coach is to ask the right questions, not to give the answers is to ask the questions. And sometimes those questions can be real painful. Mm -hmm. I guess the answers can be painful when you find them yourself. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. So Jocelyn, how can people find you? Uh, best way to find me is on Facebook. Um, a couple ways. First, you can uh, find me on breakup to wake up coach. Um, or you can also follow me on my personal page at jocelynbellows.whitehead. Um, and those are great ways to find me that may connect to my, my uh, business page. <clears throat> you can also follow me on uh, Instagram. I'm like, where is that place? Instagram? <laughs> What's that place called? <laughs> and my, and my Instagram um, is What's Your Leap? And that's also where you can find information about my podcast as well. Awesome. And all this information yeah, and all the links will be in the podcast notes for this episode, which I know people are going to want to come and find you. And definitely everybody, please subscribe to her podcast, Leap. Now, where can they find you on your podcast? Where's your podcast um, airing? Um, it is on anchor.fm and then um, Anchor will send it out to, I don't know, like nine or 10 different platforms. So you can find me on Apple or, um, oh my gosh, it's so sad. I don't even pay attention. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. Like wherever you find podcasts, that's where you'll, that's where you'll, <laughs> where you find a podcast, you'll find Jocelyn. <laughs> yeah. And actually, but I will say this, it's going to be under what's your leap. Not what's just your leap. leap. Okay. I'm going to jot that down too. So what's your leap on okay. all the podcast platforms? Got it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This is awesome. And I love having other coaches just because it just gives me a different perspective as well, because there are so many different um, areas and different, you know, areas of coaching that you can be a part of and different people look for different types of coaches. Yes. And so everyday superheroes, please look at the podcast notes for ways to contact Jocelyn Bellows. She is amazing. And again, she's called, she's the breakup to wake up coach and it's not relationship related necessarily. It's yourself. Yeah. I love it. So thank you so much, Jocelyn. Vanessa, thank you so much for having me and thank oh. you for this lovely conversation. My pleasure, my friend. So everyday superheroes, thanks so much for tuning in and remember to dream big always and in always. I love you. Catch you on the flip side. Do you know a superhero should be featured on the Everyday Superhero Podcast? Hook us up. Send me an email at thedreambiglife at gmail.com.